because all of these people, they're weak. They're submissive. They are impotent. Weak. Change it. Daniel's also on his way to the ring to take on truth. Change it. Impotent. Change it. Welcome everyone to 123Yes Wrestling, where we want to bring the love back to professional wrestling. I am Chris, and as always, I am joined by Corey and Ed. How are we doing, guys? I am doing well, man. Uh, I am on a streak. <laughs> yes, okay, I, I am on a streak. I am on a an 11-day-in-a-row streak of running. So I have ran every day now for 11 days straight. Wasn't that bad for your health? Uh, according to my times, no. <laughs> so right now, I mean, we we talk about the Undertaker streak. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna let this go as much as I can. You're gonna go for the thirty and zero, huh? I'm gonna try. <laughs> huh? I cannot believe you compared yourself to the Undertaker. No <laughs> less than two minutes into today's show, Corey. <laughs> I am not in any kind of streak. I am on a eating streak. I am enjoying the finest in Twinkies, chocolates, and other snacks at the moment in the house. And you know what? That's my streak, okay? <laughs> that uh, oh, sounds like well. a good streak to me. Oh, jeez. Oh, this is going to be you a know, fun this, one this week. We're, we're early in the podcast right now, so I think we need to, you know, let's ease up on the sugar. <laughs> Just saying. I'm actually... Got the halls here, intense, cool. Because I've been sick all week, so I am waiting for my voice to get lost. So I want to apologize ahead of time when I lose my voice and or cough. I'm going to try really hard not to be obnoxious with that. All right, all right. We got yeah, your back, you. Chris. We got your back. I I know you do. I'm not I'm not worried about it. Well, I'll power through. I'll power through. So I I was watching uh, Thirty Rock. You guys watch 30 Rock at all? Yeah. I have, yeah. Have you seen the episode when David Schwimmer was Greenzo? Hmm. I think Where I... he was the super, yes. super uh, planet. Man, that reminded me of Daniel Bryan when he came doing his thing. And I was like, oh my god, it's the new Daniel Bryan is Greenzo. And David <laughs> Schwimmer trying to save the planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was... It was entertaining. I enjoyed that uh, when I made that realization. Nice. All right, in case you didn't know, this is the only episode 11 of 123Yes Wrestling there will ever be, and we come to you every Friday with some highlights from the week of wrestling and also aim to have a good old-fashioned discussion. You may not agree with everything, but when you leave, you just might love wrestling a little bit more. 
You can join the discussion by emailing us at 123yeswrestling at gmail.com and make sure you leave your name and where you're writing from so we can give you a proper shout-out. We're also available on Apple and Google Podcast Services as well as Spotify and Podbean. And as always, we're looking for those reviews. How many stars we want, guys? Five stars. Five stars. I stole it. Five, Five hey. stars. What? Ed, that's that's my line. <laughs> Man, you're stealing it already? I am. Nah, there's five stars to go around. Uh, I can already <laughs> tell that I'm going to hate this episode. <laughs> well, let's hope you're the only one. We are on the clock, so we start the show like any proper proper wrestling show should, with the curtain jerker. You guys ready? Ready. Yes, let's hear the curtain jerker. All right, we got two, I guess, stories this week. One, I know we talked about earlier how Impact Wrestling is moving to the Pursuit Network starting tomorrow, which we're recording this Thursday night, so Friday, uh, January 11th. But they announced real quietly this week that they're actually going to stream all of their episodes on Twitch live. Well, you know, I think... Um when I heard about Twitch, I got a little more optimistic about Impact because when I heard it was on Pursuit, um, my cable provider doesn't have it. And I was just listening to a podcast that talked about what cable companies have Pursuit, and actually it's not many. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, Impact tried to get Comcast to um, get the channel, but Comcast showed no initial interest in it so it's not going to happen but twitch on the other hand uh, i have not used twitch myself so maybe you guys can give me some feedback on that but it seems like twitch is a little more commonly used it seems so this will be hopefully a more optimistic approach to getting more viewers on the product um it does have me interested in getting on twitch and checking out the product because the people that do watch it talk very highly of it right now. I mean, what do they've got to lose, really? You know, to Corey's point, it's like the, you know, I feel like ever since the Spike deal uh, didn't work out for them a couple of years ago, they've just been bouncing around. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the product right now, a lot of people are saying it's not too bad. Um, and I think uh, Twitch, I believe it's available on um, as a streaming app, too. I would have to double check, but if it's like available on Apple TV or Roku or things like that, in today's day and age, that's just one, that's actually a really good thing because I really believe the more power you can get to from a streaming perspective in today's world, that's ultimately going to help you out big time. So, uh, yeah, I'll check them out. What, yeah, and I, I was I was on watching their channel because they just always have something on. So if you just go to the, go to twitch.tv and Search Impact Wrestling. It pops up their channel. They had 400 people watching some old episode of Impact with the six-sided ring. Uh, and then they have all their different shows. So then if you can go, they have playlists set up. So then you can go through and find. So I'll see tomorrow. I'm probably going to check out the episode tomorrow just to see. But I, yeah, I don't have cable, so I don't really stand a chance of even getting Pursuit. So if I want to watch it or if I'm interested, it's got to be. And it's... And it's something that I really hope people t- take a chance to see it if they haven't seen the product. Because I was fortunate enough over the weekend to go to an independent wrestling show that happened to have like Tessa Blanchard, Pentagon Jr., Phoenix, um, Bandino, which I don't think he's on Impact, but um, a lot of these in- uh, Brian Cage, mm-hmm. all these guys are Impact wrestlers, and I'm telling you, man, they just tore the house down, and 
you know, even meeting them in person. I got their autographs and stuff and just talking to them. I mean, it's like these guys are all just very optimistic, positive people that just want to make a difference. Uh, Ethan Page, another one. So I'm just such a big supporter of it. And I really hope that this is the beginning of something good for them because they, they really deserve it. I, I think that they're just kind of um, cursed right now with uh, the TNA effect right now, which it's not TNA to me. When they this haven't been TNA and what, when they dropped that five years ago? Right, but even like, but all that stuff from a few years back that kind of tarnished the product, I feel that's all gone, but right now they still have that kind of like in, in the rear view mirror and it's almost like kind of like that reputation aspect where every, you know, the people that don't watch the product, they don't watch it be, not because of the current talent, but because of the no offense, but the garbage they had prior. So mm-hmm. I really hope this is the beginning of something good because it really is a good, there's a good set of wrestlers there. Yeah, we want, as we'll discuss throughout this show, we kind of want these these independents and these other just options to be there for us to be able to enjoy when we're looking for something different. Um, the second curtain jerker we have is... Uh, and I forgot her name. Where is it? Oh, yeah, Priscilla Kelly. Oh, boy. Was out in the UK doing an independent show, and I know it's been talked about a lot this week, but they did a spot where uh, she reached into her pants and pulled out a tampon and shoved it in her competitor's mouth. That was a little... It was different. <laughs> I saw the video. It was... I mean, it was fine. It I saw it. didn't really do anything for me, but... Yeah. Okay, you know what? This is the part where we're probably going to get our hate mail. So uh, send all hate mail to 123yeswrestling at Gmail. I believe that goes to Chris, so I'm all safe on this. Just make sure you put your name so we can shout you out. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. We're in an era today where wrestling is on its, is in a booming period. And we have a ton of talented wrestlers. So... The big thing now is how can you get noticed when now we have such a large pool of talented wrestlers, both male and female? I don't, uh, I don't see any problem with this spot. She tried something to try to draw attention, get a reaction. Now here's the thing. Don't shake your head because I'm, I'm going to point something out. I just watched the dog burst in on my camera. So oh. I'm shaking my head at the dog. Keep going, man. Okay. So, you know, she tried something. She tried something. It got a reaction. For the record, it was at a 21 and older event. So nobody under 21 was there. So it's an adult crowd. And she tried a spot to get a reaction. Do you, Did I personally like it? No, it's not exactly my taste, but am I going to, like, wish all kinds of bad things to her and say that, like, this is such a terrible thing and she should be disgraced? No. And you want to know why? Real simple phrase. All you attitude-wanting people, what about Mae Young giving birth to a damn hand? (laughs) You didn't have a problem with it then, and that, and all those smarks that want the Attitude Era to come back, guess what they did in the Attitude Era? We had Mae Young giving birth to a hand. We had Mark Henry 
messing around with a transvestite. Sexual chocolate. We have Val Venus, a, a, a porn star, messing around with a, touch of, a bunch of female talent. And got his penis chopped off. Yes. So you can't tell me. And then today we got Joey Ryan with with his his penis gimmick. So don't go and say on social media that this thing was so appalling when we had all this other stuff that nobody is flipping out about. Yeah, um I disagree. I disagree completely. Um I think this was gross. I don't think it had the uh funny undertones of the Attitude Era at all. Um from what I've read, this was a used tampon, which is just insane that they a were gimmick, both a gimmick tampon. Come on. That's I hey, I've that's what I've read that this was clearly a in-use tampon. Who said it was in use? Was it one of the two competitors? Uh, hey, I'm just going by the dirt <laughs> sheets, right? We all read the dirt <laughs> sheets. But here's the thing. I wouldn't have as big of a problem with what happened, but the fact that she got online and then uh, basically insinuated, come on, guys, take a chill pill. It's fake, right? Wrestling's fake. That's the part I have the biggest problem with. If you're going to do it, Go all the way. Stick to the kayfabe. Don't get online and tell everybody to chill out because wrestling's fake. Be a professional. Stick to it and say, yeah, I shoved a tampon down her mouth because she's a bitch. Do, if you're going to be in character, be in character. Take it all the way. But, you know, it just comes off to me now. This was a gross thing. And now you didn't even, even stick to it when people got in your face about it. So, I don't know. I just think it was... Lousy. Not a fan. Chris, what's your feelings? Because I'm going to bury him. <laughs> oh, I don't. I really don't have any feelings until about five minutes before we started. I I forgot this happened. So, or okay, when we were texting so, earlier. So, so I'm going to bury him. So, and for the people listening, take take a little note here. So, this is coming from Ed in his opinion. Now, keep in mind, Ed came with me to All In. And we enjoyed the entire show. And I do recall that Ed enjoyed the segment with the how many penises that came down the ramp. And Joey Ryan magically coming back. He does his penis flip. And Ed, along with 10,000 plus, are all cheering to the umph degree, rest in penis. (laughs) And I don't recall Ed being offended, appalled, this is gross, this is not appropriate. Matter of fact, I don't recall Ed ever mentioning when Mae Young did her crazy stuff. And the one thing I mentioned, that's not the only thing she did. And then I mentioned the Val Venus thing. In fact, you mentioned the Val Venus thing. So I'm going to call hypocrite because... This is a classic case of the reason why we have a problem with it is because it's a female. I'm going to say it. It's a female. If this was a male doing something, we wouldn't flip out about it. Well, no, all Ed, Ed wants them, wanted her to own up to it. Exactly. And just, and just say, hey, yeah, I did it. It happened. Instead of now she's trying to play the. 
But she got so much hate. It's a, at some point you got to step out of character and say, "Okay, you know what, guys, shut up." But you really don't. You don't have to step out of character. I I wish that more people would take all the stuff they get online if they're in a character and stick with it. That's all my thing is. Like, hey, was it gross? Yes. Is Joey Ryan gross? Yes. But guess what? Joey Ryan gets on Twitter and he's Joey Ryan. He doesn't apologize for it. I just. I just, I just don't think it's fair. I just think this is a, you know, I don't get how a, a penis is fine, but a vagina, it's so appalling. It, it's not. That's not my problem. Why, it, my my it, only problem is that she didn't just say, you know what? Yeah, I did it. So what? That's my that's only issue. World, but that's not the world's flipping out about. Everyone's flipping out about the fact she did it, not the fact she broke kayfabe. Which, by the way, kayfabe's been dead for years, so <laughs> that's big news. Um. <laughs> I, I just don't think it's fair. And you know what? I hope her I hope she she continues to have success because guess what? Her social media followers increased. Mm-hmm. Now she's getting noticed. And you know what? We're in a big pool of talent right now. You gotta do something to get noticed. Joey Ryan's doing his, his penis flip because he needs to get noticed. Yep. Because there's too much talent out there. And I'll agree with you on that. She did get noticed and I hope that it all works out for her. And that's all I'll say about that. All right. I'm sorry. I, I know we ranted on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it's time Go for ahead. the mid-card wrap-up, which starts every week with Mr. Fitness and the sits and fits for the week. Hello, wannabe gym rats. By God, I can't believe I just sat through 15 minutes of that baloney. I hope we still have some listeners. Well, I'm here to save this episode, because clearly it's not going where it's supposed to go. Hi, wannabe gym rats. Mr. Fitness here for the sits and fits. I, Mr. Fitness, proudly support the new Daniel Bryan. All you basement living Morlocks eating your disgusting hot dogs and sipping your stupid sodas... Out of those stupid collector cups. Yeah, I'm calling you out. By God, this man is a healthy environmental genius. Ed, put the stupid Twinkie down and listen. And all that chocolate you were mumbling about earlier. Daniel Bryan has news for you. So become a follower. Because yes is dead, but the health movement begins. For the love of protein shakes and a good pair of tights, will someone please find Braun Strowman a promo script? Because clearly the man forgot his lines. You know what? Here, I'll do the promo for you. Listen here, you testosterone-injected Rob Ford. It's probably a better idea to have your Winston Churchill-looking sidekick cutting your promo. That Vince McMahon, Eric Bischoff wannabe reject is your only hope for actually getting a promo over with the audience. After all, have you listened to your high-pitched country farm boy voice? Here's my strategy. The, my victory will be simple. Have the match go longer than ten minutes. You'll get gassed and blown up like an idiot. And then you'll get these hands. And get beat faster than Frank Mir made you tap out in the UFC. How's that for a promo? Hulk Hogan did a wonderful tribute to Mean Gene. The Macho Man Ultimate Warrior vs. Roddy Piper and Mr. Perfect match 
that got me so excited until I realized WWE doesn't put Raw tag matches together as big as this. Just to ask, the revival and rooting Gable. What a joke. Cena's promo caused more chaos than a bunch of mice at a cheese factory. I mean, Drew interrupts, Leo comes out, Rollins brawls with Lashley, Ambrose brawls with Rollins, Finn Balor brawls with everyone to try to stay relevant. I mean, how many storylines can you fit in one ring? The chaos is insane. That's Mr. Fitness's sits and fits. And Jim Rats, don't sit, just stay fit. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Fitness, for that one. Thank you once again, Mr. Fitness, for gracing us with your presence <laughs> and talking about my Twinkie. My love of Twinkies did, and my love of chocolate. Did, he actually cut a promo. <laughs> okay. It hey. was like a pro it's like a promo within a promo. Oh, that's weird. Too deep. Hey, you know, Too deep. That's that's how we roll here on one two three yes wrestling. Alright, guys, we are Part of our mid-card wrap-up this week. We are This is the New WWE. The holidays are over. We're here. It's new. So what did we see that changed this week? There's a couple little things. I feel like there were some changes this week. I think that they uh, were trying a little bit. Um, and I know Mr. Fitness brought up, and we can talk about it first thing, and probably be the biggest thing, our promos. Mm. What was going on with those promos this week? Yeah, what was uh, going yeah. on? It, it's it was interesting. I mean, I actually liked where the promos are occurring because now we're starting to get more promos in different spots besides the ring. Now it's not like that's anything new, but uh, I really enjoyed the Daniel Bryan. Uh, yeah, him in, in the, him calling uh, him calling guests impotent to their face and saying "do better" or what was he saying? He was calling them impotent, and then he was yelling something at him. Yeah, I think it was do better. Do better. Yes. Right. And it's like, I mean, and it's funny because like what Mr. Fitness is saying, it, that's like, that's a, probably Mr. Fitness's God at this point is the new Daniel Bryan because, you know, he's pushing all this uh, healthy eating and the environment stuff. But, um, man, he does it so good. So it's like that promo is really spot on. Um, it makes you wonder, and Chris, I think we were talking about this off air, is... Um, were they scripted or were they given a little bit of freedom? And, you know, after we talked, I, I'm starting to think that there was some freedom given in some of those promos. And I think you can tell kind of the difference for some of the wrestlers. Yeah. I mean, uh, I did like, I noticed on raw and maybe you guys too, when the promo started, with Drew McIntyre and Cena, I actually really liked where it was going because I felt like Cena was really trying to force Drew to talk to him different than any other wrestler. Because even Cena kind of just called him out and said, hey, that all sounds great and all, but I've heard it a million other times before. And uh, I really liked you know, their back and forth, and obviously it turned into a huge segment. Um you know, where we had multiple people talking and attacking each other, but, um, like, I think, like, it did feel different, so maybe bullet points are being used, um, if they are, you're really gonna see, um, who is the most creative 
uh, and the people that struggle. And I think, you know, the reversal is obviously what happened later on in the evening. Uh, with, yeah. uh, and, uh, you know, I know we'll probably talk a little bit about that later. But um, I'm interested to see how, if they are going to let them use a little bit more freedom on the microphone, who's really going to shine and who's going to really fall apart. Yeah, it would be very curious um, to see. I noticed on Raw was very stipulation-y. So they had a lot of matches, and they had a lumberjack match. They had the Falls Count Anywhere match, or yeah, Falls Count Anywhere match, which we haven't seen a match like that that Dean and Seth had in a long time, where they were backstage and flipping off boxes and doing stuff. It's been a while, um, so lots of stipulations almost make it back to kind of the Attitude Era a little bit. I noticed on SmackDown there were a lot of stories. You know, you have the Mandy Rose story, you have Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles story, you got Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, everyone really who had a segment had a story. It, it kind of hasn't been that. They didn't have just any throwaway matches just to have them. They were, everything was at least pushing something forward, it seemed. I, I think that WWE's pretty smart in understanding, you know, the way you're going to get your audience is you got to get give them a reason to be invested. And obviously, like you said, Chris, story. So I think there's a bigger push on getting these stories out there and less of the uh, meaningless matches. So, and, you know, it's good. I mean, it makes it, it makes the overall product more entertaining to watch. Uh, the stipulations, I mean, it's good. Um, my only concern there is, you know, if you start doing it every week, do the stipulations hold any... Uh, uniqueness or excitement because, you know, if you're given too much of something, eventually the excitement uh, dips. So let's, you know, I'm kind of curious to see where they'll go with it. But, you know, for this week, I I appreciated it. Yeah, it just, it felt different. Yeah. And so, and different's good at this point because they, you know, since they made the official announcement that they were going to start changing stuff, well, you got to give us something. And you know, and then right now they're not currently giving us any new talent at the moment. So hey, you know, stipulation matches. Let's advance some storylines. Hey, I'm cool with that. Hey, and also uh, kind of a throwback to what we talked about last week. We did mention people that had uh, uh, interesting 2018s. Uh, I- I'll just say it. Uh, what a night for Lashley on Raw. Um, I did not expect him to be put in such a very powerful p- position throughout the show with Rollins. And I'll admit it, by the end of the show, I was like, wow, okay. Like, he just came off very, very, very good as a heel. And um, this whole thing with him and Leo Rush, I think, you know, if they keep the, if they stay the path, uh, I mean, he could end up hopefully start, maybe starting to have a much better year. Uh, this year than he did last year. I don't know. I thought it was a very, very powerful episode for him. I agree with that. I was noticed. I noticed him. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, he made himself known, which is, which was good. Well, and, and really he's being used the way he needed to be used. I, I said it a couple episodes ago about he needed to be treated like a Brock Lesnar, you know, just, you should be able to destroy people. And that's what we got. We didn't get the, you know, we're, we're done with the silliness and, and him talking. And, you know, I'm totally fine with Leo Rush. I mean, I know some people find him annoying, but that's kind of the purpose of what his character's supposed to be. So it's like, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. But if I don't get if I don't get Seth Rollins versus Leo Rush in an actual competitive match out of this, I'm gonna be mad. 
Because I want to see the two of them go, because I bet you they could tear it down. I bet it'll happen. It'll be sad, though, because I, I think it'll still be like a, a Raw, but, you know... I agree with you. Well, it'll I be it'll be a terrible. job match, you know, like Leo Rush will get his ass whooped. It'd be what it'll be. It won't actually be a competitive match. Now, mm-hmm. a, cu- well, a couple of things I wrote down, guys, and maybe you can touch on it. Um, so, did anybody else get really bugged that there was a commercial break during the Falls Count Anywhere match? I thought I found it so awkward. Like, I felt like that match had some good momentum. And, like, I just, I've never, I mean, we've seen commercial breaks in matches before, like regular matches, but for some reason I wrote that down. Like, it felt like it was in the middle of, like, the culmination of the match, and all of a sudden there was a commercial break. And I was like, man, you know, like, maybe I'm just noticing something, but it felt weird for a Falls Count Anywhere match. And and I know why it felt weird, because it happened when they were still in the the crowd. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why I felt it weird. did. I, I think if it would have been in the ring or just outside the ring, I don't think it would have been a big deal. But it was in the in the crowd, and they were in the middle of doing some crazy stuff. You know, I think that was right around the time Ambrose got punched in the face, like legit. Now, do you so? Do you guys think? Um, what were your guys' thoughts on Seth going after the IC title at the beginning of the show? Well, he's I mean, got nothing it, else to do. Yeah, well, and see, and the thing is, right now, it makes sense. I mean, he's he's not happy with losing to Ambrose the way he lost, so it makes sense. And we all know that, I mean, he can't go for the Universal title, so it it's kind of a pointless thing. I mean, he's given hints to it, but right now it's just a little too early. It's got to be post-Royal Rumble. Yeah, once that all shakes out, and we see exactly where they're falling with the Rumble and know where they're going... Then he can start transitioning, but right now it's got a he's got nothing else and it already sounds seems like he's out of the Dean Ambrose. He's gonna move on to Bobby Lashley for a rumble and then move on. I think this that's kind of officially got him out of the Dean mm-hmm. Ambrose. I think this was their go home match. Yeah. So But let's see. Um I'm actually the I wanna bring up the um Let's see, we had the promos, and mm-hmm. there's a couple promos that it seemed like it was hurting certain talent. And I know, yeah. Chris, you wanted to bring this up, so if you want to elaborate. Well, there was I, there was lots of burying of talent this week, I felt. You know, and I know you talked about it earlier, Ed, when you had John Cena out there with uh, Drew McIntyre, and it was really the first thing that brought my attention to it, and then I kept paying attention through the next shows, was, and John Cena always does it, when he's, someone's talking trash to him, he always interrupts them, cuts them off, talks down to them, makes a joke, oh yeah, you know, talk about my hair, and like kind of really gets in the way of what Drew McIntyre's doing and trying to make him seem worse, and I never understand why he always kind of never lets anybody get over him, Mm -hmm. and feel like somebody, he should let the promo, they should have a promo worked out so they can both look good, but John Cena doesn't need that, you know, he should be there to put Drew McIntyre over, and he shouldn't be interrupting while he's talking to crack a joke, he shouldn't be talking down to him, he should be doing that, and the same thing happened later in that show with Braun Strowman, and you had Paul Paul Heyman basically bullying Braun Strowman to come up with lines, come up with something, and then it seemed like Braun Strowman was making up digs that he probably was telling kids when he was in like fourth grade, 
And then Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar are just standing on the screen laughing at him. Like, how how am I supposed to now cheer for Braun Strowman? Like, it just made him look sad and embarrassing. So it's like, they just, you had these veteran talents that come in with all of their, like, leeway in the rules and bury talent. And I don't understand so, why they would even allow that to happen. So, here, let's let's take this one at a time. Let's, let's focus on the, the Cena... Uh, Drew McIntyre one. So here's first off, I think John Cena that was ego, mm-hmm. and let's face it, you know, you know, got, people have egos, you know, especially if you're really good at something, you're going to develop an ego. So I kind of look at him doing his typical promo where he's trying to get all one up the other guy by explaining what the other guy's going to say. However, to Drew's credit, though, I think he played it right because. It, how he responded wasn't, he didn't follow that script. He decided, okay, I'm going to recognize you. You are the GOAT. You're the greatest of all time. And that's why I'm going to go through you. So he twisted it just right. He wasn't trying to one-up him and say he's better than him. He's trying to say, okay, you're the best, and now i got to beat the best. And... And then he said, you know, I'm not just going to talk and I'm going to show it. Now, the only thing I wish would have happened, I wish in the middle of Cena doing that one-up stuff, I wish uh, Drew would have been in the ring and he would just clocked him or just ran and kicked him in mid-sentence. Mm-hmm. That would have been the perfect angle with that. Yeah, I mean, Cena, We the, the problem with how Cena said it, and I get what, where Chris is coming from, is... He has gone through everybody. And it's like when he says these things openly, you suddenly do realize, like, oh, yeah, every time you do have a feud, ultimately you win it. And when you have Cena, like, literally just kind of putting whoever's in front of him in that box, like, oh, seen it already, kid. What else you got for me? Like, you know, it just, it's like very, it's an awkward place for a talent to be. So I do mm-hmm. give Drew McIntyre a lot of credit because I almost wish that promo would have just been those two and it didn't turn into that giant brawl promo fest that it turned into because I felt like you might have seen a blow-off where, to Corey's point, like Drew McIntyre just storms the ring and just destroys him. Like That would have been a, such a great thing for McIntyre. And granted, they still got a couple weeks to build to some good storylines within the Royal Rumble match, but... Oh, um, yeah. You know, but yeah. ultimately, uh, you see like how one talent can, can do a pretty decent job. And then unfortunately for Braun, like, um, I know we started talking about this via text message. Uh, I'll be very honest. It's going to be very hard for him to recover. Uh, a lot of people are talking about this promo and how bad it was. And, um, yeah, I do put a lot of blame on Lesnar and Heyman. But I also know that uh, in this kind of business, when you're given an opportunity uh, to kind of shine it in your own light and you drop the ball, it's hard. And I do feel like he did drop the ball uh, as well. So I know they didn't make it easy on him by the way they were reacting to everything he said. But uh, I think if he would have said some things, you probably would have seen a little bit more of an, uh, a more organic heel reaction, especially from like, the likes of Paul Heyman. But yeah, it came off like bullying. It really just came off like bullying the younger talent. 
So it was just weird. And then even later on in the show, Corey Graves, which we know I've, I've had my rants, but Corey Graves and his just perpetualness to his need to bury Sasha Banks. And I'm just like, why are you have a commentator burying Sasha Banks? Regardless of what you do, she's, you know, I mean, if she's supposed to be the good guy, as far as I'm aware, she's a face. So why? I, even if he's a heel, he's a commentator. He should not have a personal vendetta against Sasha Banks. So whenever she says, because he's the loudest one. So all you hear, I don't know what anybody else says about Sasha Banks. I only know what he says about Sasha Banks. So he's burying her. He's making it so I'm just like, yeah, you know what? He's right. She's, she is a bully and she does look out for herself and all of these things that she does do, but they're having her do these things as a good guy. So why is he pointing them out like she's a bad guy and making me feel like she's a bad guy for doing these things? Like that, what do they want me to feel for Sasha Banks going into this match with Ronda Rousey? Yeah, it's, um, I, I, I feel like Corey Graves is like trying to be the next Bobby Heenan. Except Bobby Heaton was able to do it with less talking. I mean, the man just simply was able to put in his comments at the right moment at the right time. He didn't have to be loud. He just had to be strategic. Um, Corey Graves talks too much. And, and I said it last week. I, I think the guy just thinks that what he's doing right now is is working and he's just trying to overdo it. And once again, when you overdo something, it just, it, it eventually goes stale. Well, now, it's, I mean, like we're seeing it week after week, but now the play by play are ignoring him completely or they're saying things like, okay, Corey, like, and that doesn't help either because now it's just like he's the loudest voice and you guys aren't saying anything to counteract it. You guys are just ignoring yeah. it. So what? What's the point of him even being a heel on the on the team if you're not going to react? Like when the king was a heel and he said outlandish things, Jr. was there saying, "My God, uh, people, I am so sorry for what Jerry is saying right now." You know, like there was a reaction uh, and an equal positive reaction, and that's just not happening. So it's just not happening anymore. Like there's nothing coming of what he's saying and that's a chemistry thing it really is because um, when you think of like think about paul Heyman when paul Heyman did some commentating with jr that didn't work out well at all and it's just and and i think paul Heyman does the same thing that Corey graves does it's too much energy too loud too aggressive and quite honestly for anyone who's trying to kind of counteract it in a natural balanced way it just doesn't work i agree i agree did you guys see that ray mysterio did a pile driver i did <laughs> so i'm waiting on the i'm waiting on the internet to see if he got fined because that that's still not allowed it, it, i bet you they told him to do it yeah it felt like something. They just came off Wrestle Kingdom, where everyone was getting dropped on their heads and they probably said because seth rollins did uh kota ibushi moonsault and, and they did a Jer super destroyer. Yeah. You see they came Jericho's off of head too, though, man. Didn't Jericho like take a crazy off? He took a, he took a he took just a straight up classic pile driver on the stage on at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, he just and his head is like head. yeah, he's like missing hair and he's like got a scab or bleeding or something on top. I don't yeah. know. It was crazy. Well, he got they beat the crap out of each other in that street fight match. 
The, but yeah, thought that was that was crazy. The whole when I saw the Rey Mysterio move on SmackDown, the first thing I thought of was like playing old school SmackDown, like on the PlayStation Two, when like mm-hmm. you like could randomly do those insane moves as a small guy to the big guy. Yeah, to the and big I was show, like, yeah. oh my god, it, we're actually seeing it. Rey Mysterio's doing like a crazy move they shouldn't be doing. But I had I had a lot of fun with that. Um and before we move too far away, like Sasha Banks, what were your guys' thoughts about her getting announced like during that promo by Rhonda? I I kind of was like, really? Like after the year that she's had where, you know, like maybe two years ago, I would have been really excited. Like I was really shocked that that was the name. And it almost like to me, I my first thought was she's dodging Becky. She is dodging Becky. Like by just saying, you know, like a random, it felt like a random name instead of, you know, the person that really deserves it. I don't know. That's just how I felt. No, it doesn't fit because my first thought was, wait a minute. I thought we were trying to build Bailey and Sasha for the tag team division for these tag team titles. Now you're kind of making, and by the way, have you noticed that they have not referenced anything about the tag titles for women yet since uh, McMahon did his uh, Christmas announcement? It'll be after the Rumble. But, but see, that's my problem, though. Don't mention it. Don't mention if you're not going to reference it again. And now we have Sasha Banks in a title match. It's like you've totally now... Because ultimately what it should have been, it should be Sasha Banks and Bayley versus Nia Jax and Tamina. That should be the match for the tag titles. But right now we have this little detour. And for what? You know, it's like... the. Go ahead, Chris. They needed, they wanted to do Rhonda and Sasha, and this is their only chance to do it. They never, they never didn't do it all year. They need to knock it out before WrestleMania because honestly, Rhonda could leave after Mania. We don't know how long her contract is. She could only be a year and be out. So to get a marquee match to throw it on the Rumble and have Sasha and Rhonda go at it. And see, and that's annoying, though. That's just like what they did with Daniel Bryan before he signed a contract. It's like, oh, every week, let's give him a, a big name so we could say that we had that match. It's like, first off, let's be real. Even if Ronda goes away for a short period of time, she's going to come back. And I'm going to even call, I'm even going to say it. I don't think she's going away anytime soon. I think she likes what she's doing. And. When the contract's up, they're going to give her a nice little uh, raise, and she's going to keep doing it. Was she only a one-year deal? I can't remember reading. I don't I yeah. don't know. I never read it, but there were always those things where she's she's only always said that she wants to start a family, and she wants to do this, and nobody knows what that means. So as far as I'm aware, no one's ever reported how long her contract actually is. But it's still not going to, I doubt they locked her up for a four-year thing. They probably maybe got her down for two, but I would imagine they got her for one. And one, up, you know, from Rumble last year to Mania this year, and then it's going to be a renegotiation. I, I wouldn't imagine they signed her for much more than that, just due to her status. I, I guarantee you they're going to go heavy on her, especially, you know, with the other stuff that we're going to talk about later. They're going to definitely sweeten the deal for her to stick around. Oh, yeah, and I'm not saying she's going anywhere, but it's still, like I said, I think they're like, okay, new matches we haven't seen before. You know, even as we talked about a couple episodes ago, Ronda, who she fought? She fought Nia Jax a whole bunch of times. She fought Alexa Bliss a bunch of times. You know, it's like, okay, let's see somebody new. So Sasha's an easy one that people have been asking for, wanting to see. So here it is. They're giving it to us. We asked for it. We're in charge now. Well, 
I mean, it's going to be a good match, so I got to quit being a, a negative Nancy right now. But it, it, I just don't. I would have liked a little bit of a different approach from a storyline standpoint. That's all. You just wanted some build, Corey, just like me. See, we can agree on some things. <laughs> hey, there we go. Occasionally. <laughs> all right. Well, I think it is the moment you've all been waiting for, and it's time for our main event. As the entire wrestling world has been talking since the beginning of this year, 9, 10, 11 days ago, whatever date it is now, All Elite Wrestling. They had their rally on Tuesday, eight days after they announced that they were a thing. They had their rally in Jacksonville, Florida. Lots of information came out. I need you guys to excite me, man. All right. So um, I'll at least get all the information out, and then we can discuss uh, some of the aspects of it. So we got... um, all Elite, their their first show is going to be Double or Nothing. Uh, it's going to be May 25th, I believe. I think it's 6th. In, oh, May 26th in uh, Las Vegas. So this is basically All In 2. You know, you can technically look at it. A um, couple uh, highlights from the rally. We got uh, Billy Gunn. Uh, he's going to be the one of the producers on the show. Um, we also, and I thought that to me, this was a, the biggest announcement, but I know others are thinking the other one, this other announcement is, but, um, Neville, now known as Pac, um, is in All Elite Wrestling, which I think is the biggest news. I really do. And we'll talk about it in a moment. And then, uh, they ended the rally with, um, Chris Jericho officially being a part of All Elite Wrestling. And the only other thing that I noticed from the conference part of it with them talking is Cody and Brandy Rhodes indicated that male and female talent will receive equal pay, which I went into further investigating on that because there was a lot of confusion. Um, it's not that everyone will make the same amount of money, but they're saying, like, for example, an entry-level male wrestler and an entry-level female wrestler will both get the same pay. But it doesn't mean that a guy who's on the main event is going to make the equal amount of money as someone who's like a curtain jerker. So that, because that's where a lot of people were confused. So a lot, of, a lot of good stuff there. And I know I'm probably missing something, so if anyone wants to chime in, go ahead. So I think there was a lot of... Um... I watched the rally, and it, it was nice. Um, I still think there's a lot of questions. I still have a lot of questions. I, I do want this terribly to work. You, uh, you guys know I'm, I'm very excited for the possibility of a uh, promotion uh, with these guys at the helm. Um, but uh, I do feel like it was interesting that they made a point to talk about salary, how people are getting paid. They threw around possibly having benefits for talent, which, um, hey, that's all that's all good, but, like, um, you got to kind of uh, really flesh out the details with that kind of stuff because I just think it's important to do so. Also, um, I don't think, did we hear anything about a TV deal at this rally? I didn't hear anything about that. Um, no. And uh, I just, uh, I want these guys to be cautious with how they approach uh, this really great opportunity they have to make this thing work. And I hope they uh, just really... Uh, Take their time, you know, take their time, uh, make sure it's right, and uh, 
I think uh, this whole thing, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about Kenny Omega too, um, that's going to be a big deal too, no matter how this ends up, uh, to, you know, with him. Uh, I think it's it's very important, even if he does decide to sign, yeah, they got to give him a reason to sign. Uh, and uh, right now, as a person kind of knowing the facts about it, uh, I really would feel a lot more comfortable if I heard some type of a TV deal before I get too excited. Chris, go ahead, because I'm ready to battle. I just don't have any... I don't see a reason to be excited. So that's just me. I don't have... I look at All Elite Wrestling, and I see a group of people who call themselves the Elite, who they say now say, Oh, here, this is my... Uh, this is our play place now. This is our uh, our organization. So we're the elite. So you play as the elite, and you come here, and they just book themselves to win. And you just like I don't see where it becomes like a wrestling company yet. You know, you put Cody and Brandy in charge of things when they're not. I don't know if they're qualified to run a wrestling show. I don't know if any of these people, who's going to be booking the matches? I know I heard somewhere that the Young Bucks were going to be booking the show, so are they going to be on it and booking the show? We've seen that work out well in the past. And, you know, so it's just like one of those things where it's like, I really need, they have to give out so much more information right now. It looks like it'd be fun to do, but I mean, where's the long term? You know, of course, yeah, TV deal's important. I'm sure they have a TV deal. They wouldn't have gone this far. They wouldn't get involved with who they have without having one. There's got to be something coming up in that. But what, what's that TV deal look like? Is it a weekly show? Is it a monthly show? How is their pay-per-view going to work? Is it going to be through fight? Is it going to be through, you know, just they all in worked, but they had a lot of ring, ring of honor and New Japan backing them and helping them get that on TV and get that stuff going. Now this is them without a safety net. I mean, yeah, they got the cons and all of their money, but outside of that, it's now they got to, you know, it's put up or shut up. So it's just one of those things where I don't know what the benefit is to it. I don't see the... I don't see a reason to be excited yet. I, I want them to succeed, and I'll probably end up watching Double or Nothing, or however that ends up going. And you know, like I said, I'm I'm there. I love wrestling, so I want to watch it and I want it to succeed. But <clears throat> it just seems like there's not enough there to get excited yet. Okay, for the ones that are listening, it's time to get excited, and I'm going to lay it all out for you. So. Let's start with how it's funded. The Khan family. We got a billionaire. I think he's got, what, four to six billion dollars to his name. He's the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The son owns, I think, some kind of soccer league in Europe or maybe a team or something like that. Um, I was just listening to Xbox podcast where they talk to the son. And, by the way... He is definitely a wrestling fan. He knows his crap. Um, and bottom line is, a guy who's a billionaire works with the NFL, obviously has some other businesses that have television. Guess what you got? You got connections. And you know what? Television companies, you're going to listen to a billionaire. And when I heard him, when I heard the son talk in X-Pac show, this guy's looking at trying to not only have this wrestling company, but he wants to legitimize wrestling. He wants to legitimize wrestling. He wants to bring it to the broader audience. 
give it more of a respect like sports do. He even talked about how he wanted wins and losses to be a bigger deal, like records and statistics, um, and how those statistics need to lead to, uh, you know, championship matches and so on. Um, when you have wrestlers that are in control of the product, you're going to get booking from a wrestling standpoint. Now, granted, we do have guys that are possibly going to be booking that are also wrestlers on the show. So I don't know, you know, like for example, Young Bucks, I don't know if they're going to get a little greedy or if they're just going to make decisions for the better of the product. Um, but then the TV deal, bottom line is Jericho signed. Jericho will not sign anything unless he knows there's a TV deal. And I think he went on social media and even said, they have deals. There is stuff on the table, and the ones that they do have on the table, he said, are big deals. So they got a channel. It's just a matter of which one they want to pick, or I'm even going to go one step further. They already have it. This is just a strategic plan of when to release it. Uh, man, I'm ranting. I'm sorry. So what's, um, what's the difference between everything that you just said and when TNA turned into Impact Wrestling when Hogan and Bischoff were running the show? And they brought in all of their money, and they changed, and they moved their TV time to Monday nights, and they did brought all that talent in, and they wanted to go give WWE a run for their money, and that went nowhere. So what's what the talent? What talent did they bring in? I don't remember. What I just Flair, know Hogan was what, there. What, all what I know Flair, is Flair, Hogan, Bischoff. Uh, I think the Nasty Boys were even on the opening episode when Hogan was on it. It's like were Jimmy Hart was probably on it. Oh, no, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it was that, WCW Junior or Senior, no. depending on how you want to and do then, it. And then at the rally, what did they already tease? Pac and what, Hangman Page? Yeah, I think they've, I've already you, seen a poster that they've made that You can't that tell me. You can't tell me that that doesn't already have some hype to it. I want to see that. And all they did was just stare at each other. And now you got time to build that? Neville's like the best heel going on right now. So but how are they going to build it? So time's going to tell. And but but that's the thing. It, let it play out. This is going to happen. This isn't happening till May. We don't. We got some time. Well, and that's what, and I'm fine with waiting it out. That's what I said. But I'm I'm watching the world explode with excitement on how Cody is the second coming of Christ, and we have. <laughs> All of this stuff that's coming, and people are literally, the wrestling groups that I'm in, they are non-stop. I saw one of them post a picture of What's-His-Face Khan, and it said, Our Wrestling Savior. Like, for real? Like, what is he? I mean, I understand the potential, but he hasn't saved anything. Like, I don't see a reason to be excited to that level where people are literally just, like, closing down shop at WWE, and they're going out of business. Look, I, I will be very excited. I... I... I see where you guys are going with the TV and what Jericho and all that. Um, I'm curious to see talent leaving WWE. If I start to see talent signing with a with AEW um, that are WWE talent, I think that is going to be when I go, wow, okay, now we're now it's on. I believe the money's there. I've, everything I've read about this con guy backs up what Corey's saying that he's a fan of the product and that he, you know, is all about doing what's best, uh, you know, for the fans and for wrestlers. 
Uh, that's all well and good. I'm ready to see some business moves. And I've already started seeing some business moves with Jericho. It's a big one. Um, and WWE reacted. They removed him uh, from the active roster. They put him in the alumni section. So, I mean, this this is something. I'm just really well, excited to see how it plays out in the next couple months. It's it's definitely something, but it's just also at the same time still just feels like it'll just it's another wrestling promotion. So it's and there's a million of them out there now. I mean, Lucha Underground was on Netflix, and they couldn't get anyone to watch them on Netflix. Uh, MLW doesn't have a TV deal; they're on, strictly on YouTube. Impact is we're doing, and we've talked about what they're trying to do. And I mean, they've got a hell of a roster put together, and they put on some good matches when they want to. But it's just there's no nobody's ever been able to get past that hump before. So it's just like, yeah, I understand he's got some money, but he gave them a hundred million dollars. He didn't give them his five billion dollars sure. to play with. They have a hundred million dollars. Yeah, it's a lot of money, but they put Jericho, who, yeah, I love Jericho, and he's that, but he's still an older wrestler. He's still you know, not, you know, up and comer. He's a veteran. He's been around. You put Billy Gunn as one of the managers or the workers in the back. Well, he's from WWE. So how did, how do you think he's going to run the show? He's going to run it like WWE taught him how to do. And he's old school. JR, if JR really is involved, how's he going to run it? You know, so it's still just more of the same. So what are they going to do different? That's going to make them make it worth, make it succeed. But see, here's what, what we have the advantage of, especially JR, cause I, I, I look at his posts that he puts on social media, plus he has a podcast. I, I haven't listened to it, but I know he analyzes the WWE product and he has been very critical and he's talked about certain things that he would have done with certain characters in WWE. So all he has to do is take that kind of logic, the, the, the quote, the mistakes WWE's making and learn from that and apply it in AEW. And that's what I think is going to happen. Here's the one thing AEW is going to back up. Their matches are going to live up. The matches are good. Now it's it's just the magic of can we create stories? Because All In obviously was a series of just incredible matches. There wasn't really build up because all those talent uh, work for different promotions. But now we got the opportunity to TV develop stories, and now have the stories go along with the matches. I think it's a win-win. Bottom line is, guys, we need to get excited about this because the, the big thing is is that we have a big a big backer, a guy that can invest, a guy that's a smart businessman. He can expose the product on a grander uh, scale, get more eyes on on the television sets, and... These guys, like I said, these guys know how to develop story. Cody has been through the WWE system. He knows the flaws. He knows the problems with him getting his own character over. So I don't see him making those silly mistakes with AEW. Is oh, And I got a question for both of you guys. I know we talked about our predictions. Is Kenny Omega going to sign with this promotion? Yes. Absolutely. I agree. And And for one simple reason. WWE will not allow him to have the matches that he's used to having. Because look at the Kenny Omega matches. Can you honestly see WWE letting him have 45-minute-to-hour matches in the style that he likes to have? No. No. 
No, I can imagine they they could they could give him the hard hitting. I think the biggest thing would would stop him from going to WWE is the creative control and the lack yeah. of creativity. I don't think he wants to go in and be told what to do. Um, to me, I'm disappointed in that. I wanted to see Kenny Omega show up in the Rumble. Um, I wanted to see him succeed in WWE. I know he can go to AEW and succeed and whatever. So that doesn't even excite me. You know, him going to WWE and watching him do an AJ Styles and actually succeed in a place where he shouldn't succeed is more exciting for me to watch. And I think it would be more fulfilling for him, but I'm not him. And I don't know what kind of money or what's being talked about. It's not my day to day or my life. So that's just me personally, what I would have wanted to see just because like I said, him going to AEW to me seems just like an easy decision you just go and make your money, hang out with your friends. You get to ha- keep doing what you're doing, but he's still not hitting the stage. There's a reason that WWE is as big as it is. There's a reason they might be doing things wrong and they might be losing viewers, but they still have 2 million people that tune in on a weekly basis. And of those 2 million people, at least 1 million of them have no idea what AEW is. So you're, okay. I mean, it's like you're not going to get that many people. How many more people watch wrestling? So, I mean, how, right. what kind of audience are they really going to get? There's a million of us who would check out All Elite Wrestling where there's a whole other million or 1.5 million that won't even know what it is or how to check it out. And this is where you you sign a Chris Jericho, you sign Goldberg, you sign some established names. Not because of not because you just want to live off of uh, old success. It's just it's it's a way to get some bigger eyes on it just to hook them. And I'm going to tell you right now, you know what this is going to be? This is going to be NXT with a TV deal. That's what this is going to be. And we're going to be excited because we, I think we all agree, the talent that gets developed in NXT is phenomenal. It's when they go to WWE that we don't get very excited about the way they're used. AEW is going to be the NXT with a TV deal. Okay. I would be down with that. Yeah, it's just I just want to see stories. I've always had a hard time keeping up with Ring of Honor and because they don't push stories. They have amazing matches, but you never see the stories. Granted, I've never been able to watch it on a weekly-by-weekly basis because it moves channels. So, like I said, give a TV deal. Granted, I don't have cable, so I can't watch it anyway. But I'd be curious to check it out on Twitch.tv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but... I was talking to a guy uh, at the wrestling show. He works for High Spots because um, they were there at, at the show. And um, when I was talking to him about the, all this wrestling stuff, you know, with AEW and all that, because, you know, they're, the, you know, uh, High Spots uh, worked with Cody Rhodes when it came to All In. So, and we both agreed, you know, it's like at the end of the day, all this is going to do is all the wrestling promotions, WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW. This is just going to create an improved product for all companies. And we're starting to see it. So I guess in a sense, no matter what, the fans win. That's right. Yeah, and that's the hope. And I'm, I'm all for competition. I'm all for that. It's just I've never, like I said, never seen anything. But back to Kenny Omega, I don't think they would have released that episode of Being the, uh, the Elite this week. That they would have if he wasn't going there. That to me seemed like a pretty. Do you see it or hear about it? I heard about it, and um, Ed and I like when we were at All In. They didn't advertise this. It was when it went off air. They were all in the ring. Uh, Kenny Omega, Cody, the Young Bucks, um, Brandy, and they kind of mentioned 
you know, the whole thing about, you know, when their contracts are up and what's going to happen in the future. And Kenny Omega kind of referenced that they were going to stick together. Like, he kind of gave that hint. So I'm not too surprised if, if it does end up being the, the AEW route that he goes. Because, you know what? It, it's Why not? Let's build this company with, honestly, the biggest stars that aren't WWE guys. And, and let's see what happens. And yes, Ed, I'm, I'm gonna agree with you. Um, it'll be interesting to see what WWE guys do shift over because I do in fact think that's gonna happen. And you wanna know who my number one pick is for heading over there? It should be Zack Ryder. Absolutely. Absolutely. That man could prove to WWE that they wasted an opportunity. And not using him right. And honestly, what a, you know, uh, what a great worker he has been for them. You know, a guy who, a guy who I'm pretty sure stayed home for 360 days in contract, not injured before he got his shot at, uh, WrestleMania and got his moment for the IC belt, but which didn't go anywhere. But, uh, yeah, like I think it'll be really good to see some of these guys who are really talented people probably uh probably get signed uh once we get more of the details figured out but yeah i'm completely 100 percent on board with zach Ryder going over there and having a good uh a good run let's see that i'm down i'm right. sure i'm excited i know ryback threw his name in the hat earlier started i saw that come through today that he was like well i'd go to aew the big guy so the big guy might be there. Uh, Turn on the water. And if water. they get, I know that I know there's been all kinds of obviously <laughs> fantasy booking of getting CM Punk involved for even a match, which I wouldn't yeah. be surprised that they get. Yeah, him for, I wouldn't even be surprised no. that they get him and uh, him and Kenny Omega to main event this uh, show in May. Now you're, I mean, you at least got some uh, attention. There. He has gone on record saying that he will listen to offers. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, and that's enough for me. This, if yeah. if he is in any way actually interested in being doing a wrestling match, yeah, this would be the promotion and the situation to jump into um, that I could see him doing. If he's really just like eh, I moved on, I'm past it, then you know I don't need to see him in a ring. All right, so I think we have wrapped up here, haven't we? So we want to thank you for listening to 123ES Wrestling. We hope you enjoyed the conversation and join us every Friday on Apple and Google Podcast Services as well as Spotify and Podbean. Make sure you give us a rating and we're looking for how many stars, Corey? <laughs> Wait a minute. Is it my turn this time, Ed? Yeah, you can have it. Five stars. Five stars. All right. And if you want to join the conversation, don't hesitate to like and shoot us any questions on Facebook or email us at 123yeswrestling at gmail.com. Make sure you leave your name so we can give you a proper shout out. So until next time, guys. All right. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you next time. Hey, you catch me on today, Jack? Mary was totally digging me. Dude, have you hit that? Uh, Jared, I'm a little concerned that we're losing our message here. It's non-judgmental business friendly. No, 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 no. We're we're way past that, Jack. While you're out there destroying the Earth, I'll be saving it. And history will remember me. When I die, they'll want to put my face on money. If there were money in the future instead of just hugs. Okay, 
You listen to me, Redzo. You either get on board or you're going to wake up on that island with Phil Donahue in the electric car. You understand me? I made you what you are. No, I've always been Greenzo. No, you're crazy. And you're fired. <laughs> really? Can you fire the wind, Jack? Can you fire a hurricane? We're developing that technology. <laughs> 